sugarcoat shit. <laughs> this is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Fellas, didn't get what you were hoping for from Santa Claus this year? Looking to add a little spice to things in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about an adventurous new adult toy or movie? Well, then we have an offer that you won't be able to resist. Go to toysforpleasure.vegas and for a limited time, you'll get 20% off store-wide and we'll even throw in free shipping for any order above $100. And no, we're not teasing. So check out toysforpleasure.vegas today and use special offer code BABE69 upon checkout and make sure all your adult fantasies come true with toysforpleasure.vegas today. Remember, use offer code BABE69, that's B-A-B-E-6-9, to receive a 20% discount on your entire order, and gift the gift that Santa forgot to give this year. Warning! The content you're about to hear contains spoilers, so if you have not watched the show, movie, or read the book in question, turn off your radio now, because there are spoilers. Spoilers ahead! Warning! Warning! Danger Will Robinson! Spoilers ahead! Don't say you haven't been warned. Hello, 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 and welcome, Renegade Nation. It's me, Naughty Nicole, and guess what? It's time for another Renegade Review. Now, I know, I know, I have been MIA for several weeks, and I do humbly apologize for that. You know, after all the sexual harassment claims, I was kind of laying low, hoping that no accusations would be leveled my way. And, of course, well, when they weren't, I had to go for some sexual harassment training because there's no other way to put it. I must be doing something wrong. So this time around, I figured I'd do things right and harass each and every one of you naughty little listeners out there and do a review on something that we can all relate to. Puberty. That's right, my little heathens. We're reviewing Netflix's own Big Mouth. Now, the most common way that people describe going through puberty, well, is with the word awkward. But this animated series is going to remind you that not only is it awkward, but it's downright disgusting and fucking hilarious to boot. Told from the terrified perspectives of three best friends, this Netflix animated comedy honestly captures the horrors of adolescence with the sage perspective of an adult. Co-creators Nick Kroll, Andrew Goldberg, Jennifer Flackett, and Mark Levin are unafraid to tell the embarrassing truths of pubescence, but know exactly how to cut through the many scenes of tension, pain, and terror with an equal number of outstandingly juvenile jokes. In short, Big Math, well, it stands tall for all the right reasons. This series spares no gross details as it delves into the fraught world of adolescence and all the rages, bodily fluids, and knee-jerk masturbatory instincts that it brings. Adding yet another layer of weirdness is that Big Mouth personifies puberty by way of opposing 
hormone monsters, with the lecherous Maury following meek Andrew as he frets his way through his new urges, while the curvaceous Connie tags alongside Jessie to prod her into indulging in vicious mood swings. But in truth, Big Mouth is the most sensitive television show ever made that features a mustachioed five-foot-tall dick trying to dunk a basketball. (laughs) And that pretty much says it all right there, doesn't it? Let's take, for instance, the very first episode. Nick is a kid in junior high who gets so freaked out when he finds out that his best friend, Andrew's penis, looks different than his. Then he sees dicks, well, everywhere, don't we all? (laughs) Wherever he looks, he can't stop imagining the people around him as human-sized penises, well, chatting with each other and, yes, even playing basketball. Now, Andrew, he's going through his own issues. He's just discovered the joy that is masturbation. And, well, everything turns him on. (laughs) The two are so close that they can talk about anything. But this is the first awkward sexual development to sever that friendship. And Big Mouth focuses not just on the confusing agony of each adolescent issue, but on how these two remain friends through such trying times. Moreover, it treats each child, child's predicament as an incredibly awkward problem. The stakes are high. Nick doesn't know much, but he knows he doesn't want to be the kid with the weird penis. And Andrew, well, he's similarly in the dark, not knowing the urges every young man goes through. Now, if you're starting to have flashbacks to your own awkward upbringing, well, then this should sound familiar. And you know what? It does. Each episode of Big Mouth digs into a delicate new topic. There are story arcs on first crushes, friends who become more than friends, the sliding scale of human sexuality, love versus lust, peer pressure, growing up too fast, and getting your first period. But what makes Big Mouth more than the sum of its many, many, and I mean many dick jokes, which by the way are fucking hilarious, is the fact that beneath its raging hormones and truly gross humor lies an enormously sympathetic heart. These last two topics bring up a vital point to the series' success. Big Mouth isn't just about Nick and Andrew. Jessie is the third member of the trio, and her arc is her own. It's about becoming a woman. The character's perspective not only comes as a great relief given the onslaught of raunchy male-centric movies, but her journey often provides the richest, freshest narratives. But let's not forget about the penises, because really, which of us can't? And by that, I mean the show's hard R sense of humor, because one person's honest and sensitive is another person's graphic and vulgar. Big Mouth earns all of the above adjectives by embracing the most embarrassing accidents, actions, and thoughts experienced by children at their lowest levels, usually embodied by Jay, a particularly crude little boy. When Andrew's not caught up in his lustful reveries, not to mention his hormone monster Maury's encouragement to indulge every last deranged one of them, his friendship with Nick is genuinely touching and a real portrayal of how hard it can be for teens to navigate relationships when they're growing up at different rates. What should push viewers toward accepting the series, even through the most jaw-dropping moments, is that the writers are clearly aware of what they're doing. Kroll and company know it's a thoughtful, sex-positive series that's so much more than its mini-shot of genitals in and out of action. And viewers should know that, too. 
And it's also a great time to mention that Big Mouth employs a lot of meta humor from one character stating Netflix asked them to insert an extremely nasty joke to another one bursting through a fake skip credit screen. It's hilarious. Yet perhaps the most brilliant move of the entire series is creating standalone characters to represent raging hormones. Simply called the Hormone Monster Mori, this is Andrew's raging hormones. He's a yellow-skinned creature with a penis-shaped nose, and he springs to life whenever a lustful thought crosses poor little Andrew's mind, which is quite often. It could be when he slow dances with the girl at the school function, or when the cat clock in his bedroom just catches the light just right. The hormone monster will be there, and he's ready to take over Andrew's life, whether Andrew likes it or not. And unfortunately, he usually doesn't. Andrew is a timid, innocent, and very, very scared little boy. Perhaps best encapsulated in the opening credits, the hormone monster is a dark shadow cast over two young boys who just want to kick back and enjoy their childhood. When they see the sky go dark, they're petrified. Andrew knows from experience there's no avoiding it. He'll give in to the hormone monster's wants, suggestions, and disgusting implications. But he doesn't want to do any of it. The hormones are making him. As the episodes progress and Andrew becomes more accustomed to his desires, his willpower slowly lessens, and even the hormone monster starts to question some of the decisions. It's an ideal exemplification of puberty overwhelming adolescence. The transition to an angsty teen from a wide-eyed child. And of course, because the sh- because of the show's adamant and oh-so-necessary adherence to-, to equality, there's also a hormone monstress. And it is voiced by the amazing Maya Rudolph and is occasionally called Connie, the hormone monstrous. She's there for Jesse in the similar fashion as the hormone monster is there for Andrew, but via gender-specific fashion. Big Mouth may have been inspired by Nick Kroll and Andrew Goldberg's childhood, but its writer's room made sure to feature as many women's voices as men's. It shows in Jesse's endearing transition toward womanhood, and the hormone monstrous is a big part of that. These two creations are not only the two of the funniest characters I've ever seen in my life, but may be the key to keeping Big Mouth on the right side of obscene. By disembodying Andrew, Nick and Jesse's most depraved thoughts, the show creates an obvious disconnect between who the kids are and what their bodies are doing to them. The theme is emphasized again and again from the opening credits to the fine line between reality and imagination, but it's never more effective than with the hormone monster and monstress. Remember how I mentioned that Big Mouth gets extremely graphic beyond the human-sized penises playing basketball with Nick? Well, there's a scene in the seventh episode of the first season where the hormone monster skull fucks the severed head of former Prairie Home Companion host Garrison Keillor. And you know what? It's fucking great. The beauty of the hormone monster, and thus a large part of the series, is the intense persistence with which it goes about its business. For all of the polite sayings out there about children and hormones, few emphasize the dominance the endocrine system plays in controlling pubescent minds. Most children are embarrassed enough to hide their worst urges, but some pretty bad stuff still creeps out of there. Therefore, the hormone monsters have to encapsulate that secret dark side. The one fighting rationale, thought, to get what it wants, which is physical satisfaction, no matter the costs. 
So when Maury tells Andrew to sleep in it, you pig, after the kid masturbates during a sleepover or says stuff like, I will burn this place to the ground and fuck the ashes, when he's denied satisfaction, it all kind of makes sense. These monstrous thoughts and desires are what we all dealt with, and seeing it acted out on screen in its most putrid form is uniquely cathartic. The laughs spill out of you as steadily as the blood from Keeler's head. Okay, maybe that's taking it a little bit too far, but the point remains. Big Mouth works because it's unflinchingly honest. Whether it's mining twisted jokes or universal human experiences, the whole concept comes together because it's consistently telling you the truth. When Andrew and Nick stage a life or death escape from Jay's house after his brothers ask him to eat a soggy biscuit, you're on the edge of your seat because A, you've heard of that game before, or B, you've been guided to believe that such a game could and probably does exist. By the way, it does. When Jessie gets slut-shamed by her junior high classmates for wearing an exposed red bra, you feel her pain because you remember what it's like to grow up faster than your friends. When she turns on her friend Missy because she feels pressured to fit in with the cool kids, you understand her rage because the hormone monstrous is so deviously emphatic. She cannot be denied. She can only hope to be understood. The only lengthy childhood story that doesn't seem to work for me is Jay's relationship with his pillow. Seriously, it's just weird. The act itself serves a suitably confessional purpose, but there was no good reason it deserved as much time as it got. Especially once marriage and kids came into the play, it was just boring. That being said, though, I'm fucking my bath mat was the best ending line ever. It was hilarious. Understanding is what the show is after, and for all its vulgarities, Big Mouth ends on a beautiful note. Jesse and Jay are on the run together. Two children from broken homes are just trying to figure it out. One who can't stand his absentee parents after spending time with a loving substitute mom, and another coping with a shattered illusion of everlasting love. They find each other and they flee, hoping the wild blue yonder has the answers their homes no longer have. In that choice, the show fuses adolescence and adulthood in a way that view- viewers won't be able to shake. Big Mouth sends you back to, the, to when life was a big scary place and then reminds you nothing's really changed. Life is a fucked up mess. The cast sings during the penultimate es- episode. That may be so, but acknowledging the mess makes life easier. And Big Mouth acknowledges every disgusting, beautiful part. If Big Mouth were just a series of jokes about how weird and gross puberty is, well, it wouldn't be much more than a decent way to kill some time during a slow weekend. But the show achieves a new, deeper level of comedy by remaining hyper-aware of the fact that puberty isn't just about bodies changing, but about what it means to grow up at all. The first ten episodes of Big Mouth are currently available to stream on Netflix. And on that note, I'm done with adulting. All right, Renegade Nation, catch me next time. And if you like this review or you have a comment, well, then send me a like or hit me up. Got a show, movie, or a book that you want me to review? Hell, send me an email at NaughtyNicoleRenegadeTalk at gmail.com. All I'm saying is let me know because I can't read your fucking mind. I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but let me know so at the very least I can make fun of it and mock you on air. All right, my darlings, we'll see you next time on Renegade Reviews here on Renegade Talk Radio. And now I'm going to go and fuck my bath mat.
don't sugarcoat shit. <laughs> this is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.